Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Hunters Hunted 2 Corruption. Join us as we tell the tale of four men bonded by their fear and hatred of the hidden monsters that reside in Washington, D.C. in September of 2009. Only time will tell of Jebediah, played by Adam B., Robert, played by Adam C., Walter, played by Chris, and Dr. Turner, played by Tillman, will survive together in this story ran by Andrew. Hunters Hunted 2 is a Vampire the Masquerade 20th Anniversary Edition expansion set in the world of darkness. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or find us on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. Hello everybody, welcome to the character creation session for our brand new chronicle, Hunters Hunted 2 Corruption. Today, we are going to be building characters and discussing backgrounds and things like that um, with all the players. And uh, we will be um, kind of just going in depth as possible and going over the sheets. So first I want to start with, let's, uh, let's address what is Hunters Hunted 2. It's um it's a source book for Vampire the Masquerade twentieth anniversary edition. It's like a sequel to the Hunters Hunted, um, which I don't remember what edition that's for, but it's an older vampire book. And it expands on the idea of mortal vampire hunters and provides you with different uh character creation guidelines and rules for that type of chronicle. So the rules will be pulling from V20, so if anyone wants to like you know, no, that's what we're doing. We're using V20 rules for this. And uh, you're, you guys are going to need both, uh, which I sent earlier, and a character sheet as well. Um, I guess that kind of covers that. Um, goals for today are for each of you to be creating a character, to play through the story that I have in mind. Um, you're going to have a strong idea of who your character is and how they tie into the story and the setting and what relationship you have to the other player characters. Um, we're all going to be working on this together to kind of build this uh, uh, setup. And um, keep in mind, I only have like one story arc planned for this. There's no real expectation to pick it up after the finale. Um, so by the end of the session, I want you all to be able to say with confidence, you know, this is my character, this is who I am, and we can just jump right into it next time. Um, a little few notes uh, on the setting before we. Uh, jump into character creation. Um, the game is going to be taking place in Washington, D.C. in September of 2009. Uh, some of the themes we're probably going to explore, uh, maybe self-sacrifice, uh, crippling addiction, uh, community, uh, revenge or redemption, things like that. So uh, I guess with all that introduction out of the way, we can kind of uh, go one by one and a little, discuss a little bit about the concepts that you guys have in mind, what you're looking to play, and uh, what you're looking for out of the story. So uh, I guess we can start with, uh, let's start with Chris. Thank you. Uh, so the concept I have in mind is I was thinking about playing an older gentleman, older white male, probably like in his 60s who at one time was a respected respectable journalist 
in the Washington DC area might've been like a white house correspondent reporter at one time, or, you know, worked on a, like one of the major, like ABC, NBC, whatever news station, something to that extent, uh, who really was just kind of known for being like a stoic professional, like wasn't an opinion guy was like almost like those news reporters you saw like in the eighties, you know what I mean? 60s, 70s and eighties who were very like straight laced and, you know, just the facts and were known for like quality reporting, but something happened to where like in his, in his mid sixties, he just either had like, he pretty much had like a mental breakdown, like a falling out that, that probably, started occurring uh I, I wouldn't know if it happened on, on like on a show or in his reporting or happened behind the scenes but eventually he became like a conspiracy nut you know like he went from being like this really respected peabody winning you know northwestern university like uh graduate to like this guy who you know pushes in conspiracy theories and has like a youtube channel and has like you know what i mean a blog that he posts mm -hmm. stuff like that now out of character i have like ideas and and like to where what led him to making that you know what i mean that change i don't know if you want to talk about that now or later but yeah that's just kind of the concept that i'm looking for we're just we're just going to go over concepts real quick and then yeah. we can dive more into you know like why you chose to fight vampires how you even got introduced into supernatural stuff to begin with and all that kind of stuff so we'll we'll delve into that in a little bit but okay. first just kind of going over the concept give everybody an idea of what the others are doing because you know we don't yep exactly so that's what that's the concept i'm going for now so he's kind of like he's just living off of like his money that he you know gained when he was obviously doing well and well known and he's just kind of like investigating the stuff and 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 yeah so that's the concept i have okay um tillman why don't you tell us a little bit about your concept um, I'm going to play as a doctor of chemistry called uh, Gregory Turner. Um, when he was very young, uh, he was, well, kind of the typical nerdy kid, not dressed very well, not because he was poor, but, well, because he was kind of neglected by his parents. So um, he was an outsider, um, probably never a member of any extracurricular activities because he didn't play an instrument didn't play any sports but very smart kid uh, then well when he finished school uh, he attended university studied chemistry warmed up to the world a little bit um, met his wife and well met his future wife um, married and had uh, a daughter and things seemed to be going well, but uh, then one day he got into a sudden car accident. Um, his daughter was on the passenger seat and was, uh, well, likely killed by a vampire. And Gregory was unconscious or at least shocked at the steering wheel and couldn't, couldn't help her. So that's uh, probably what got him to become very vengeful and try to kill as many vampires as possible so he's like a like a vengeful uh chemist um probably someone who uses his knowledge and and doesn't do, doesn't do direct confrontation yeah i uh had the idea of him finding out that vampires fear fire that he tries yeah. to build um explosives or i don't know molotovs uh or something 
along those lines. Okay. For a violent group of hunter thugs. <laughs> yeah. All right. Solid concept. Um, okay, then. How about uh, Mitch? What uh, what kind of character are you bringing to the table here? All right. So I'm kind of coming into this with the idea that this character might be my attempt at sort of a semi-comedic character. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. So right now I've got him set up as a sovereign citizen redneck gun nut. <laughs> uh, you know, he was a general contractor, you know, framing houses, had a little bit of experience with plumbing and electrical work. That was sort of his thing. He had a wife, no kids. He had a dog. They lived pretty remotely. You know, he liked having no one around. And uh, one night he comes home, house is trashed dog is dead he sees something hunched over the body of his wife draining her dry and he just snaps okay so semi-psychotic he's a little touched uh, definitely okay. definitely vengeful and he's kind of you know he works a little under the table a little over the table doing sort of general labor, works as a janitor for a particular organization. Or at least I'm hoping that's where we uh, end up with it today. But he then, you know, he spends most of his free time collecting weapons and setting up his little secret base of operations. Well, um, you, you said you want to do like a little bit of com comedic character, and that's fine. We're um, not, I'm not looking to make this like super serious. If you guys want to take a little bit more cheesy, relaxed approach to things and just blow up vampires and have gun shootouts and stuff, that's totally cool. <laughs> like, it's a, uh, we have more serious games on our channel. We can keep the seriousness there if you want. He's just going to be a bit of a jokester. I mean, the game itself can be very serious if that's what you're aiming yeah. for, but the character is probably going to be a bit of a smart ass. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, and Adam, what have you got for us? All right. So I was uh, I wanted to play a kind of like low-ranking FBI special affairs agent. Uh, his name is Robert Esposito, I think. Oh, you get you'll have to double check that, but I think that's I think that's what we have on the intro there. Um, okay. So my idea for him was that he uh, basically. He's like this really dutiful um, kind of like agent uh, who's also just like really low ranking. He started off just in the, um, you know, joining the Bureau, uh, moving to Washington, D.C. Um, he has a uh, he has a, a wife and, and uh, one son, uh, just one child. Um, basically, he was like an inventory kind of guy. Like, you know, he was he's a uh, pretty overweight, so he was definitely more suited to like desk work and that uh, clerical kind of stuff than like actual field work. Um, and basically through, through working inventory, he, he um, like what his partner uh, was, um, was like, uh, you know, taking out like, uh, you know, large amounts of equipment and stuff like that, which, you know, made him curious. Um, and is, you know, one of his, his colleagues in the FBI kind of, introduced him to that world and uh while he's like a really skeptical guy he's um you know he's so like i like the way that uh that hunters hunted 2 kind of talks about the special affairs division 
how it's kind of like somewhat disbanded. It's it's uh, agents that work on more mundane cases, but are sometimes called to handle these uh, somewhat like supernatural kind of cases uh, when it comes up. So I would consider him, he's like this really doubting guy, but he's still, um, you know, I, I think maybe something terrible happened when he was like initially involved. Uh, maybe he lost a colleague or something like that. And that's what um, has kind of kept him uh, like loyal to, to the cause of the special affairs division. Um, and I would imagine that his involvement with it would make his relationship with his own family somewhat turbulent. Um, just as like a character, he's an extreme, he's like a kind of like an overweight guy, probably about 45 um, years old, uh, compulsive eater, just usually eating all the time, a very stressed out, anxious person, um, chain smokes when, when he can get away with it, um, very into vices, drinking, um, sports, gambling. Um, you it know, sounds like the type of person who's like not going to last very long. I mean, he is somewhat of a coward as well. Uh, he, he, I just mean that like, he's putting himself in like stress and like, he's very unhealthy and yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, um, some of you, oh, I see there, you're talking about it. You guys, some of y'all forgot to say your names there. Um, so I have uh, Walter Bode as Chris. Um, Dr. Gregory Turner is Tillman, uh, Adam, I didn't, uh, or Mitch, I'm sorry. I didn't catch your Jebediah Hartwick. Okay. Um, Adam, you said Robert something, uh, Robert Esposito, Espa something. Esposito. I just uh, put it in the chat for you. Okay. I am taking notes as we go. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's everybody's basic concept. Um, let's kind of uh, let's kind of talk about uh, let's talk about your characters um, and uh, you know the basic found bound, uh, building blocks, or the foundation of this person. Um, what um, what kind of uh, nature, demeanor, um, what kind of uh, uh, like who, uh, we we went over kind of who they are, but what um, what do they do for a living outside of, you know, maybe just like the immediate job? How do they live their life besides just hunting? How do they, what are, what are their goals? You know, that kind of stuff. If you have any of that in mind, if whatever you want to talk about, um, no particular word. If anyone has anything they want to just kind of delve into right away, go ahead. If, if not, I can call in somebody like teacher, you, anyone? I'll stick my hand up first, I guess. Okay. Okay. What do you, what do you got for us? All right. So, uh, as far as how he does his day to day, his day to day, he's you know a you know a janitor more or less, mm -hmm. um, taking care of what needs to be taken care of for the folks he works for, fixing what he needs to fix. A lot of crafts. His goals are you know he's pretty ticked about what happened to his wife, so his goals are pretty much centered on that. You know he wants to build up his arsenal, he wants to provide for himself, make sure his land is safe, make sure he's safe find the things that killed his wife and take out his vengeance on them. Um, outside of that, you know, he likes beer. He likes football. And he's more than happy to just hang out and barbecue something when he has a free moment. He hunts, too. Does a little bit of that in his spare time. Hunts or hunts? <laughs> hunts like deer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
exactly. It's going to have double meaning here. Um, it, it's true. That's you're true, all though. hunters of a sort. So, okay. Okay. Um, what about um, how long has he been doing hunting? Like, when did this happen and how long has it been? Like, is this a recent thing that his wife was killed? Is it, uh, has it been months, years even? Like, how long has he been, you know, at this? So he's probably been at it for at least five or six years. Okay. And why did he decide to hunt them down rather than, you know, hiding from vampires? Because he was just so freaking angry. Just like so trying to direct angry. his anger? Oh, yeah. It's an injustice and... Okay. It ain't natural. <laughs> it's not right. No. Not right at all. So, okay. Um... Anyone else have a little bit more details they want to go over? Yeah, I would say uh, for Walter, what what I mentioned earlier while I was thinking like what kind of like turned the corner for him to where he started like hunting them was the fact that uh, I can almost imagine like during his mortal life, he was very careful about relationships that he was in because, you know, like being popular with money or whatever and him being like a very analytical person and plus he traveled a lot he'd go to like war zones and stuff like that so he never like really got tied down into a serious relationship but like i would say maybe like in his early 60s he had like this fling with this lady in dc who out of character end up being um like a kindred you know what i mean and who was basically trying to like ghoul him for what for whatever re- you know what i mean to have obviously some kind of um some kind of uh what's the word influence you know what i mean and like media or whatever at that time and i was i was thinking maybe like and i don't know we could talk about this would be your call like she'd be she was like a melkavian or something but you know he saw her as this beautiful lady who he's having like finally might settle down within his older age and everything like that and her blood maybe like awoken something in him and um she ended up getting killed without him knowing about it so like his source of this vitae just disappeared so he's a guy who basically has is now somewhat insane but also has that addiction you know of 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 kindred vitae but he doesn't i don't think he knows that's what set it off but he ended up through research or whatever after she disappeared trying to find her all that stuff might have been like realized that there is like you know an underbelly of society where there are kindred you know what i mean I think it might be better if uh, the exact (laughs) origins of whoever this mysterious uh, kindred this woman was is uh, more left up in the air and you don't know out of character or in character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That's cool. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, all you've got is like, oh, this lady that you were really into and, you know, know, her name and all that stuff. And then maybe you can find out some more information on her throughout the story. Who knows? Yeah, I'm cool with that. Definitely. Uh, So what kind of um, what kind of goals does he have then? He just wants to either find her or uh, find out more about like this, this, like, I don't know, some way between then her being gone. And now he found out about uh, a small idea about vampires. You know what I mean? And he, I think he in his head um, is starting to feel like there is really people who pull the strings in government where before, you know, obviously he was an educated man. He just kind of rolled his eyes and realized like, yeah, there are some like Rockefellers, whoever had like money and influence or Kennedy's, but like, now he's like really thinking, oh, there's these people then the shadows who are trying to run, you know what I mean? The government like that. And he sees as his job is now to root that out and to, to shed light on it, you know? 
but also maybe hoping to find this lady who was his lover, you know? And, and I almost, and I'm going to shoot this idea to you too. I was almost thinking like, he doesn't know what he's addicted to. So he's trying to find different things to like substitute that. Like, yeah. like some pretty hardcore, like psychedelics or something like that. You know what I mean? That he'll do alone to kind of like maybe expand his mind and see if he can like put any pieces together, you know? So, yeah, you know, it's like, definitely microdosing yeah, definitely. of LSD and shit like that. You know, just like sits there and it's insane. But yeah, like this is a fall of a man. Who... This like sort of uh, uh, unnatural, you know, yeah. craving for something. He doesn't know what it is, and he's just doing. He's going to extremes. To to, to... to some yeah, exactly. He's going to extremes to do it, and also to like find the answers. But to like to to compare like just physical image of him like imagine like clean cut guy with gray hair all cut all neatly you know what i mean clean shaven wearing suits to now he looks like nick nolte in his dui picture you know what i mean just like raggedy hair and just like you know what i mean just like barely you know like 12 o'clock shadow gray 12 o'clock stubble and just like a hot mess you know yeah, a lot of people aren't even gonna know who that is <laughs> yeah i guess right yeah look google it nick nolte <laughs> dui picture so yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, uh, Tillman, Adam, Adam, either one of you. All right. Yeah. Um, so for Robert, I was kind of thinking like maybe he, he would have had like a trusted colleague that would, would have been like the first person to take him out into the field. Uh, maybe he would have been somebody who was kind of like poking his nose into this, um, sort of like, so, you know, this, this activity that was going on in the, uh, and like this secret kind of division in the agency. And I think that like when he was taken out into the field, he, you know, through his investigations with somebody else, he saw something terrible happen to them and something terrible happened to their family too also. And that is kind of, um, I don't have anything specific in mind. I can leave that in your hands if you want. But I think that um, seeing that like kind of made him, it drove so much fear in him. He has a family himself. He just became insanely worried about about their safety. And now he he almost um, you know he he carries that that desire to hunt because he he wants to. He really does believe that whatever the evil is, he he needs to get rid of it to you know to protect his family and as a sense of duty to the agency as well. Um, okay. And so I was thinking, like, you know, he'd probably be just like the typical family man, would keep his, what he does at work, very private from his family. Um, yeah. And it's kind of uh, easy to, you know. Yeah, you, like his wife probably would know, you know. Yeah, babe, I can't, can't tell talk, you. Yeah, he can't talk about what he does. Um, but he's a very stressed, very, uh, you know, just like, just totally like worn out kind of guy. Just always seems like he has like so much shit to do, you know. And he's just always like stressing out over it, tearing his hair out. Um, and okay. I would say, you know, he's his encounters with with uh, the supernatural are probably not enough that he like really knows like all the specifics. So he probably um, hasn't been doing this very long, then. Exactly, and I mean, he's he's probably like in such a low position, such a low standing that um, he's on like a need to know basis. As far you know, I'm sure he hasn't had the entire truth just completely um, let out before him. On him. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so he's probably not even really sure like what, what is going on. Um, he's a, okay. he's a traditional Catholic guy himself. Um, 
even though he, you know, engages in like a lot of sinful behavior and stuff like that. Oh, okay. I mean, he's he's, one of he's, those. A, he's kind of a degenerate, you know, he's a he's a gambler. Um he he likes to drink. He likes um just like just common like those types of vices, you know. He just he just goes and uh, asks for forgiveness. Yeah. Definitely. Like he's like, "Oh, well, I'm going to do this and then just ask for forgiveness." So one of those I mean, he feels, he's a he's a guilty person as well. I mean, he he definitely feels you know, yeah. like remorseful that he's kind of like a shitty guy, but you know, that's <laughs> but he's just not willing he to, to live with. Him. Yeah, it's just yeah, pretty he, much. He's 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 willing to to have the uh, oh, I feel bad, but that's as far as it goes. Well, that's like his a little escape, bit selfish. You know, it's like he kind of it is selfish. It is selfish. Yeah. Um, he he's very concerned about protecting his family, and at the same time, he is that what's um, like motivating him to actually be more aggressive yeah. rather than his usual like i'm gonna use escapism and just hide from this yeah exactly like his desire to protect his family through his work um is kind of like what pushes him over the edge and causes him to engage in his vices i would say so he's not a totally terrible person he does have values and yeah he he means well but he is uh yeah he he does succumb to his vices definitely yeah okay all right uh tillman yeah, let me go back to the car accident. It all happened really fast. But afterwards, um, Greg uh, swore to the police that a car was smashed into a coffee shop by some creature of immense power, and then it grabbed his daughter. Obviously, no one believed him, and they just thought he got hit in the head real bad. And his daughter was found, but, well, um, they concluded that she probably slipped from the uh, seat through the front window and into the coffee shop that they crashed into. So I guess for a while, um, Greg just tried to accept that, but couldn't and, well, was beside himself. And that probably ruined his marriage and... Maybe also his job. My idea was that he works for one of the large chemical companies, maybe Dow or Monsanto. Mm -hmm. Pick the most evil. <laughs> and Monsanto, sure. uh, <laughs> Dow is pretty evil too. Mm, anyway, well, uh, he had a dangerous incident uh, that he caused at the company and they immediately laid him off. Mm. But it was. Just too much. Like they, uh, the best uh, thing about it is that like we know you're going through something, but like yeah. this is big and we can't like keep you anymore. Yeah, he endangered yeah, his, himself and his coworkers, and maybe with some dangerous gas or something. So, cause a nasty, nasty accident. Exactly. Okay. And, al um, and also, he uh, just couldn't uh, get along with his wife anymore. Like there was something broken yeah. between. Yeah, the, it put a strain. It, any anything like that would put a strain on your relationship. But having like this, like you're sure that it was something, this thing that did it, and not like you know it was just a car accident, would I can see that driving somebody up further and further apart to the point where like you can't connect. Um, yeah. 
how how long would you how long ago in his past would you say this happened like how recent is this is he just now just just got laid off like yesterday is this like a thing he's been dealing with for a couple of weeks or months what maybe a few months but not much more than that okay i would so, say um and the accident uh, was how long ago maybe uh wait we're starting in september 2009 mm -hmm. um maybe in the last winter either 2008 or early 2009 okay so within a year yeah i would say so okay and so in the last couple of months he's been dealing with this you know new situation uh is he doing anything like how is he you know taking care of himself like what 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 is he doing to uh get by right now well i'm not so sure uh somehow he must have found out about some hunters he probably investigated into the occult. I'm definitely planning to put some dots into occult. So, okay. Um, people around him called him. Well, they pitied him, but behind his back, they called him a freak. Like he must have been hit in the head real bad because now he's focused on this uh, hallucination. Well, uh, do you, there's. Do you want him to be like a member of one of the like hunter organizations? Because uh, there's there's several who like if you have that sort of uh, background and um, that kind of uh, motivation and everything, and you're in need of resources and stuff, you could always like it, you can be maybe he's been picked up by the Arcanum, you know. And I'm not too familiar with the organizations, but yes, I think that would be a good. Uh, yeah, because they have like um, sorcery and stuff like that. You could do if you wanted to like delve into like alchemy. Path of Alchemy, stuff like that. Um, it's just options. Uh, Arcanum isn't just about that. They're about like observation, and um, some of them go out of their way to do a little bit more than observation and get back at the vampires. You know, it's just a, uh, it's just how you want to play it. Um, there's also, you know, you could be uh, maybe there's like a some kind of government like the NSA is like feeding you information or funds or something, or maybe the Society of Leopold or. You know, any any number of organizations can uh, back you. Well, I don't think that Greg is the religious type. Yeah. And I think at least right now he's probably staying away. Like he's trying to keep a distance between himself and all this supernatural or unnatural evil stuff. Like he doesn't believe that it's from Satan or some evil divine power, but... He definitely thinks that it's something that he needs to keep a distance from. So I don't think he's going to pick up any of the, what's it called, uh, Numena yeah. anytime soon. Well, I mean, if you want him to be like a, a member of, like like maybe he's being scouted as a member from the Arcanum or something, That's you could totally do that. Yeah, if you think that's a good choice. Yeah, I definitely think he'd probably would, become a member of some kind of organization. Yeah, it would just explain like how he's getting by. Is like he's got someone mm -hmm. looking out for him and helping him right now. You know, maybe yeah. you put some dots into something like that, like a a mentor or some kind, somebody who's who's kind of uh, backing him up. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, let's see. That's the core concepts of everybody and like a little bit about their histories. Um, you guys all have like a character sheet, right? You all got that either printed or like brought up on you. Let's kind of go over that a little bit. Um, 
some of that you can probably have filled out already. Um, tell me a little bit about, let's see, tell me, tell me about your natures and your demeanors, like how you plan on like role playing this character. So I'll, I'll start. I have uh, Walter's nature being fanatic and his demeanor being idealist. Um, the reason that I'm going to, how I'm going to play this out is I can imagine him having like some YouTube show where like, he's constantly like, you know, preaching about, you know, uh, exposing, you know, the light on the, on the being, light being the best disinfectant of, of, you know, the United States government, world governments, and just like start like going off about all these things about how he stands on these ideals of like freedom and, and how, um, but it's not like a political thing with him. It's like, it's it's more like he, he just lost his mind about unseen forces controlling people, you know, not so much that Alex Jones, where Alex Jones kind of ties politics and this guy's just talking about like bring them to the human race. Human race needs to be free, you know, kind of I'm already kind of working on voices for it. But in all reality, his nature's fanatic, where like this guy is just fanatical about like mm-hmm. exposing like vampire society and finding this this person who he um who he is like infatuated with at the point at this point you know what i mean yeah okay um if you guys need to know uh the where they are if you're not sure uh v20 starts on page 87 goes from there um tillman do you have a well, I was going to pick the same nature and demeanor. Oh, I'm considering right now. So um, the thing is, I still think that Greg is somewhat introverted. So um, I'm not sure if he would be as outspoken about his um, suspicions as, uh, sorry, um, Walter would be. Um, maybe someone else can chime in and... I'm going through a list for a little bit. Well, then let's uh, let's see what Mitch has. I've got nature as Bravo and demeanor as Trickster. Bravo. Okay. Yep. And how does that uh, factor into how you're going to play the character? He's big, upfront, large, and in charge sort of guy. Does his own thing. Doesn't give a shit about what others think unless that you know he agrees with them. And he's not afraid to, you know, crack a joke here and there. Maybe set something up that he thinks will be funny. Watch someone else walk into it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, hopefully nothing lethal. Well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's one of those guys. All right. <laughs> um, what uh, What do you have for us, Adam? What are your nature and demeanor? Um, for, uh, so I think his... Uh... His demeanor would be idealist. Um, he definitely tries to like always appear on the outside as for the cause. He believes in in the greater good behind his work and behind what what he does. Um, his nature would be. I thought there was one degenerate, but I couldn't find it. So I guess deviant. Um, yeah. but his, his nature, his true nature, would just be um, like like I said, degenerate. Just giving into his vices. Um, Kind of like taking like a more selfish route a lot of times. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. It's just, you know. Okay. So uh, did you see anything that appealed to you, Tillman? I mean, there's no harm in having the same one. You're just, you're going to play it differently, I, I imagine, if you wanted to keep it. Uh, yeah, I'm considering architect, maybe. Architect. Yes. Okay. And how would, uh, how would you play that if you uh, took architect? 
Um, the thing is, uh, Greg keeps to himself, works on his things. That's always been him. Like that hasn't changed mm-hmm. really. But um, I think that could be his true nature's true nature. But maybe his demeanor has changed. Um, so now he seems like a fanatic. Mm, okay. So he More has the crazy the... side of uh, fanatic rather than the. Um, well, the outspoken uh, political Alex Jones type. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a good combination. I like that. Okay, I'm going with that. Okay, so uh, before we start delving into like dots, right? Start filling all that stuff out. Um, uh, let's let's kind of do a little bit of like a group kind of background building. Um, what I want you guys to do, okay? is I want you to think about the other player characters, and I want you to tie yourself into their story in some way, okay? You pick two people, okay? And I want you to, you make up something where you're involved into their their history in some way for your character to be involved. Anyone can start if you've got something right off the top of your head. I Uh, do. I can think of of two at least. Uh, I would think of more so it would be... The first one would be with uh, Gregory, and the reason why I would think is that what after Gregory had the tragedy that the the tragic incident where he lost his family, thought he saw something, no one was taking him seriously. I'm sure that he is of the type who'd go out there and try to do research and try to see if like there's you know what I mean like Google or whatever and try to see what he can find. And he might have came across uh, the YouTube show that that uh, that um that Walter has. And basically he recognized Walter. He knew that Walter was a big name and like, you know what I mean? The, the media, the news and the DC area, whatever. And so he could probably relate to Walter and the fact that, Hey, this guy started, you know, and being highly respected and something must've happened to lead him down this route. And the stuff that he's talking about is very close to home with, you know what I mean? Talking about, creatures from the night that control us and all that you know and, and all that that's crazy stuff and, and just going off about it and maybe might have reached out to him through correspondence and you know what i mean and they could have corresponded or they could be talking regularly after of course walter vets him numerous amounts of time and feels comfortable talking to him because you can't trust anyone that's you know <laughs> just come randomly hits you up so <laughs> yeah so like so you kind of um built off that uh that kind of uh uh you know, you're both looking for answers. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. And then the second one I can think of is with uh, Robert Esposito is because, you know, the government knows they're hiding, they're hiding stuff from us. And so he probably like found out inadvertently through his sources that there's this department, the FBI and everything like that. So like he probably at one point or another was like out there with like a cam a little mini like one of those little mini digital cameras trying to record people walking in and out and because robert is the type who's like put on desk duty because he's like you know overweight and isn't like fast tracking up the chain of command probably was like hey go deal with this guy you know what i mean shut him up and they probably got to know each other from there you know like yes i know walter you know what i mean they're yeah they're you know whatever you know and i'm sure they have a relationship of sorts and maybe he might they might be communicating maybe i would think it'd be cool if like robert was like uh uh like a source within this department that that walter can get information from you know what i mean since that robert seems pretty adamant like he wants to like 
defeat these creatures because of his family and stuff like that. So he might see, I don't know, I'd have, you'd have to ask um, Adam, but Robert might see Walter as like someone he can leak information to and Walter will, you know, go up on his YouTube channel and kind of like, you know what I mean? Spread the word or find out what he can and not be so tied by a chain of command in the FBI. I really like that idea. I think it would be cool if like, um, you know, Robert, uh, yeah, he knows Walter and he kind of believes in, in Walter's fight. So when he can get away with it, he will try to help out Walter when he can. Um, but like, you know, at times he's torn between his duty as a, as an agent and, you know, his, his, uh, wanting to help Walter with, you know, what he believes is like the true fight, you know? Um, I definitely think that that would be cool. Cool beans. So I think at uh, some point, um, Greg would have drunk Google's how to kill a bloodsucking monster. (laughs) Would he get to Jebediah's um, website uh, by any chance? (laughs) His angel fire site? (laughs) (laughs) little stakes that like just spiral pink glitter behind them (laughs) oh my goodness no but i can totally see jebediah coming up and asking for uh advice on bomb making i mean like just straight up like look uh (laughs) i need to know how to make some work at the uh you know at the at at the office and he was like wait y'all know about that chemistry shit right (laughs) <laughs> so what's going to happen if I mix this and this? How oh, big so, of a boom is it going to make? <laughs> so maybe maybe you were you, you're saying you were a janitor. So you're saying like you're at you're the janitor at where he used to work and like approached him about like making bombs <laughs> after yeah. he had his like uh, accident. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you know what you're doing, right? <laughs> maybe he taught me uh, my three dots of science. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, or maybe you just had a little bit of a foundation, and he's kind of been tutoring you. If it's yeah, you know. yeah, you know, I I started off with uh, the anarchist cookbook, and he sort of pointed out where it went wrong. <laughs> Everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> it's like this is all wrong. Throw it away. Okay, uh, I like that idea. Uh, I think it could probably be like a a relationship, like just before the accident at the company. Like that, um, Jebediah was one of the few people who was like, "Yeah, I totally believe you." Yeah, absolutely. Any other ways you can uh, see Jebediah being tied to another character? Oh, the, the YouTube videos. You know, he's gonna do his internet research, and he's probably gonna send some crazy ass emails. I saw one of them things eating my wife. <laughs> I got a bomb shelter and some guns. How are we gonna do this? <laughs> Let's do this, man. <laughs> Call me up, cell phone number. <laughs> I think I think um I think uh uh Walter's YouTube channel is gonna be called Shadow Battles. You know what I mean? I think that's Shadow what Battles. Yeah, okay. it's like InfoWars, but like Shadow Battles. I have to th- I have to figure something out like that. You know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> man, I'm serious. No shit. Let's get us some hot dogs and some burgers. We'll do some grilling. I got a guy who knows how to make bombs. We can just set this shit up and go to town. What do you say? All right. <laughs> so um ultimately you know you're all kind of going to be linked together and we'll be delving into this you'll be you may not be like on the like intimate you know friends or anything but you definitely kind of know at least a couple of others and uh are able to sort of you know 
focus yourselves as a group. And um, you all have a similar desire to kill vampires. You know that they're out there. You know that they hurt people. They kill people. They're murdering monsters, and they're not good. And you all feel the same way about it. You all have that much in common, at the very least. Um, so as far as how much you might know about them and all that kind of stuff, we can we can talk about that with, uh, you know, when you start filling out your knowledges and stuff, I guess, you know. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin that's highlevelgames.ca please help they're coming (laughs) the Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing The Central District is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire Districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. Why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city? Masquerade. The Demon's Mirror. 
Thirteen Candles. Three Chronicles Running Through the Undead Veins of the City of Angels. The Esoteric Order of Role Players Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the Duets tag to find out more. <laughs>